0: I'm beards and bill but here's i'm adam
1: and i'm paul and i'm jerry
0: today we've got another bourbon to drink another cigar to smoke some more beer products to talk about um and another great guest um this gentleman is currently smoking the same cigar that we are um he's got a magnificent beard like we do so um we're we're very glad to have him on uh he's chris from cats and cocktails on instagram how are you doing sir
2: man i'm doing great thanks for having me guys i'm super stoked to hang out drink whiskey whiskey and smoke some cigars
0: awesome yeah you got a pretty good ash on that cigar already too so uh, before we get to questions or cigars or bourbon of the week or anything like that we're gonna start with our palate warm like we always do so um chris what do you uh what are you warming up with there
2: I'm warming up with a uh, Saint Sally from a uh, Liquor Hound and Iron Root Republic. They're out of Texas. they uh, they put these in all the total wines over the U.S. and it's uh, it's an Armagnac finish, the Herald. It's kick ass.
1: Paul, what do you got? Starting off with just some go to old Forester 86. One's a cherry and a little bit of banana and just an everyday good go to bourbon. And Jerry?
3: Since we got chris on here from texas i went with still austin the uh yeah. strength bourbon mm. 70 corn 25 rye five malted barley 100
0: texas according to the website i went with um weller special reserve because it was behind me and i've not had it in a while so why the fuck not you know okay. good. uh what 90 proof um you know hard to find can't can't find it in Kentucky, 45 minutes down the road from the fucking distillery. Um, You know, uh, I understand that you guys have a uh, very healthy supply of Weller down in Texas.
2: It's uh, I can get special reserve and I can get Buffalo Trace like probably every three weeks easily um at msrp i can't get my hands on 107 though that all goes to ohio i think it sure does it sure
0: does (laughs) what the fuck are you doing buffalo trace (laughs) sort your shit out damn right so while we um while we sit and sip on our on our palate warmers i found a little article um the other day that i wanted to go over it's pertinent to what we do here on this show um i was uh I was at a concert and I was waiting for the show to start so i was I opened up my my trusty Google app and um this article popped up said the best beard oils to maintain that impressive beard plus how to use them now um, I wanted to bitch about this article, and here's why um, first of all the uh, one one of the authors on this article is a non-bearded woman. Um, the tester on this article, also a non-bearded woman. <clears throat> um, so, right off the bat, Esquire, what the fuck? How, how I mean, I'm not going to tell women about women's hygiene products or makeup. Why the fuck are you tasking uh, women to tell me about beard oils? That That's that's not good. Then we're going to go down here and we're going to look at these fucking beard oils, Okay. I'm looking at the brands that make these fucking beard oils. We've got, I don't know who this is. Aqua De Parma Barbier beard serum. I don't know who the fuck that is. Probably full of shit that I don't want in my face. Percy Nobleman. No idea who that is, but let's, let's get on down here to some of these others. Um, some of these are, are, you know, there's a Jack black beard oil, which might be worth looking into. Um, just because it's Jack black and and he's fucking awesome. Generally. Mm -hmm. Um, but we get down here. We've got Redken. They make makeup. Um, we've got L'Oreal L'Oreal men expert barber club, long beard and skin oil. I bet I don't want that on my face. Um, some of these I actually looked into and they are absolutely full of chemicals that you don't want. Um, some of them I did not look into. So, you know, maybe those are the ones that are, you know, have all natural ingredients, things that you actually want to put on your face. Um, But this is a bullshit article. Why the fuck are you going to put that out there? Like, you know what the fuck you're talking about? Not let's forget about the fact that it was written by two non bearded women. This is clearly not full of um, stuff that you want to put on your face on on, every single uh, in, in every single product that they list.
3: I, I haven't seen this article or whatever, but Esquire, Men's Health, Women's Health, all those magazines and online articles. I'm sure they're all sponsored by some kind of beard product. Money's involved. So, yeah, there there's there's a reason there. Because um, you look up a lot of these best beard oils or best beard products and you get to those those men's health style or men's grooming or women's health, women's grooming. It's all the same products and it's all like the big names, the ones that could throw money towards you and that you could write an article. And these people are, uh, you give me money. I write an article yep. and then you find like the smaller guys like us or, or a few other smaller podcaster or articles online and they'll, they'll put out the good beard oils that you don't know about unless you're actually mm-hmm. digging deep in the the Googles so i'd imagine money has some uh input on that one i think yeah, and it's
1: it's it's the same with you know you get those whiskey articles and it's like oh best best available whiskeys of 2023 and you do a little bit of digging about six out of the ten are all from the same parent company and things like that the reg- everyday also consumer doesn't, tr- doesn't get it but yeah i mean it's it's who paid the most to getting that out ar- that article Which is just the same way a lot of the uh bourbon uh, judging contest work too so yeah can't really get away from it
0: well here's the here's the thing about it is that um, I know they can give the article whatever title they want Yep. but for those that are just looking for for, for the average consumer that's going to Walmart to buy their products or, or you know whatever for their beard they're going to look at this article and they may not think these are the, actually the best out there on the market because that's It's subjective. It's, I mean, it's, it's pretty hard to fucking determine what's the best and what's not. But looking at the brands, looking at some of the products, looking into some of the products that were listed in that article, um, you know, don't, 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 don't don't fucking believe everything that you read. And when they put shit like this out, look into alternatives, look into, into shows like ours or other reviewers that, that will tell you exactly what's in it and why they wouldn't use it on their face. Um, I'm, I'm sure that Chris has some, some favorite beer products that, that he likes to use. And I, I'm willing to bet that he's probably fairly conscientious about what they use to actually make the stuff in the first place. Um, you know, you don't want to put those, those chemicals in there with the really long fucking names that you can't pronounce and all that bullshit, all this artificial crap, It's just not good for your skin. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Yeah, everything I've
2: used, I, I, I've i always tried to su- support like smaller businesses any- anyways, because it's not just coming from the Redkins. It's not coming from like Paul Mitchell, you know, like they're, they're in it for the money. They're just mass producing to get it out there because, I mean, truthfully, like beards kind of came in vogue a little bit. So uh, they're like, OK, how can we capitalize on this? And let's let's get a whole island target. So the average person and that that doesn't think about it that's like oh i'm growing a little beard That just they don't take care of themselves they don't care of you know uh don't don't care about what they're putting on their skin they just think oh this is this is easy and they're just getting a cash grab and then when the more they do the research and they learn like hey like this matters like if i'm going to take care of my beard i need to have something that's actually worthwhile and plus i'd rather just support some small businesses anyways you know
1: exactly and the price i mean Mm-hmm. I, I was in Giant Food, our local grocery store, and they, start, you know, even supermarkets are starting to carry beard products, you know, over the last year or so. And the stuff they have on the shelves, it's, it's like crap ingredients. You look at the back and you can't pronounce any of the words. And they're $16, $18 for a bottle of beard oil, where you can go to a lot of the places that we've had on the show before and get that same size bottle of beard oil. Maybe it's 20 but it's a couple dollars more. And you're supporting a good business that's doing things right better ingredients for your face for your hair so i mean it just it doesn't take much to do a little bit of research and make sure you're getting the right product for your uh for your beard
0: and we're, we're coming from, we're speaking from a place of
1: experience because there
0: was an actual product that we had on the show that we initially gave a good review and then after the fact we looked into it a little bit harder and we went back on our halloween episode specifically and and told the truth um and so um you know we'll we'll we can talk about that after we're, we're done recording or you can go back and listen to the Halloween episode or both. Um, yep. But um, yeah, mistakes can be made, um, especially when it looks, you know, it's uh, you're, you're you're you know, you got your Facebook feed up and you've been looking at beard oils and whatever. And here's this one that just happens to show up just like all the rest of the ads. And these other ads are for companies that you trust that you've whatever. And this one just gets thrown in the mix and you're like, okay, why not? I'll try it out. And initially, okay. We thought, well, yeah, and then it turns out we were wrong. Um, So, make sure to do your research and don't listen to these fucking articles. And, um, you know, if you come across this article from Esquire, look into each and every one of those products. And, you know, if we're wrong, let us know. You know, you can let us know on our Instagram. You can let us know on our Facebook. um, You can email us, even. Um, Just, you know, let us know. And, you know, we'll walk it back. But, uh, from the research that I did strictly, so that I could bitch about the article. Not wrong, not wrong, at least as far as what I have, what I have uh, brought up, and what Paul and Jerry and, and Chris have have spoke to. So, um, we're about done with the pellet warmer, um, or at least I am. Are you guys about ready to move on to this, to this uh, whiskey of the week? Because I'm excited as a motherfucker. Yes.
1: I'm very much looking forward to moving on to the whiskey of the week. Yes, let's do it. All right. So, ready?
0: uh, Jerry sent this to us. You've kind enough to send this. Um, this is, uh, I don't know. Some kind of pick. I saw the sticker earlier. And, uh, yeah, so, Chris, Chris has a pick as well. It just has a different sticker. So yeah, tell us about it, Jerry. same pick, same pick, different sticker. I don't know why yeah,
3: those members decided to do that, but, uh, this is the barrel craft spirits. This is a private release, uh, it's a whiskey finished in Armagnac casts. Um, it's a Spirit Animal Society pick. Uh, Mashville is undisclosed blend of Kentucky and Indiana whiskeys. Uh, it's non-age dated. And it's coming in at 121.24 proof. Yeah, 121.24 proof. Uh, and this is blend CQ63. Um, try to look to see what if I could find anything with that
2: blend. Nothing came up i do um, believe this is a light whiskey technically yeah i know that they were it's an older so it's i think these are somewhere from what i understand between 13 to 16 years old typically um but it's light whiskey so you know yeah i was telling
3: adam before i think it was right before you popped on um it might be an older light whiskey with a kentucky bourbon um mm-hmm. But that's what I think. Barrel doesn't barrel doesn't really tell you where they source their bourbons from in Kentucky, and there's a lot that they could get it from. So, um, yeah. But Indiana is a little bit uh easier to figure out. Yep. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Pretty well bet on that it, one. It's a yeah, it, it's a fantastic pour. I've had this one for a while. Oh, well, this one I haven't had for that long. Um, I don't remember when they released it, but I've had it since. The Spirit Animal Society decided to put it out there, and it is damn delicious.
2: Fun fact, that I was, was a part
3: 2020. of it. That was fun. Oh, you were you were one that was a part of it? Yeah, got
0: lucky enough for that one. So there's a lot going on in this glass, but the one thing that's really fucking hitting me, and I mean just like right in the face, there's a savory note. Um, like a, uh, and this is going to sound real fucking weird, but like a, um, uh, like a meat sauce that you would put on, on a spaghetti or into a, a, a lasagna or something like that. It's, holy shit. This, this is, I mean, this, there's a lot going on in here though. There's a lot that I'm, lots of fruity notes, but that savory is just right there that's all that's that's the majority of what i'm getting yeah on the nose right just, off the go ahead jerry
3: they say right off the bat lemon and uh like vanilla just right there
1: just yep i guess the glass i was gonna say that it's almost like a like a lemon custard or something it's like a yeah. sweet lemon yeah. but then there's also like a, a hint of like a a funky fruit like an overripe peach or something like that just like yep. something that's you probably wouldn't eat because it's right past, you know, being ripe, but it still smells good, you know. There's a little bit of that in there. And I'm hoping that carries through onto the ballot. I'm getting lemon pie behind that behind yeah. that savory note. I'm getting lemon pie.
2: Yeah, I get I get like a towards the the front of it, like a like a brittle sweetness, almost like a meringue kind of sweetness, you know, you get like yep. on top of lemon pie. I get all that lemon zest and, and curd, and then there's like to the savory note and when you said meat sauce it reminded me so I add nutmeg when I make spaghetti when I make a tomato sauce I'll add nutmeg and that's pretty common in a lot of Italian cooking too so like that's that I'm getting that and it reminds me of all those savory notes and like stewed
0: fruits and oh man I love this yeah it smells fantastic
1: and I'm gonna stop smelling it and have have a little taste now I'm gonna do that Here's boys Cheers, guys. Palette, it's it carries through that lemon. It's right there. I'm I'm into the finish now, and it's all lemon on the finish, which is awesome. But there's um definitely a a different fruitiness in there, like a dark fruit. Um, but there's like honey, maybe a little bit of like some so much honey, so much honey. And there's a tea note in there, like a like an iced tea note, not like a crazy jasmine tea or something. Just run of the mill iced tea type of note. Yeah, it all works well together, but that that lemon that just lingers on the finish that's like a sweet lemon this is fantastic that reminds me of honey crisp like the cereal honey crisp
0: um holy shit and yeah there's that that cinnamon it's ever so slight but it's it's present throughout from front to back and it's just wow uh i love
2: i love the way the finish is and I mean, you find this in higher proofs anyways, but just the, the way the finish keeps going on for it such light, out. lighter flavors with those stewed fruits and like the, the, the baking spices really come forward for me at the, like, as the finish kind of starts, I guess. Um, And it's like cinnamon, sugar, and uh, that honey comes through so much and like, uh, okay, <laughs> specific you you know when you get like almost like croissant type pastry and it's got like a uh, a sugary glaze on it and it just like it starts to brown it a little bit that's kind of the sweetness that I get with all those other notes
0: like up. a uh, it could be that or, or or even like the the way that uh, sugar caramelizes on top of a creme brulee
2: because yep. that custardy note is second sip was
0: yep. wow holy shit
2: <laughs> I haven't had this in a minute uh it's it is it's like it's like you cracked that creme brulee and there's uh, almost like peach like
0: you were saying Paul that's wow yeah I got the peach and, and it might be a suggestion yeah. because you said peach right when it hit my fucking palate but peach it, it was like um, I don't know if you ever had peaches with sugar sprinkled on them and baked in an oven just just peaches not in a peach pie or anything like that that's what that holy shit that that is and a lot of people don't realize that uh light whiskey yeah. is even a thing much yeah. less there being like a, a a widespread market for it i feel like it is very very it's a very underserved market like this light whiskeys are fucking fantastic so um jerry i'm gonna shut up so you can tell us what you're getting what you think
3: bunch of bunch of shit um Lemon start out and then right be like, like Paul said, lemon dominates the, the forefront. And then right before you, you transition to the finish, you get like a, a peach or a nectarine or or some kind of like fruit, stewed fruit or some kind of sweetness. And then it finishes off like an a unsweet tea that you have lemon on that you somehow caramelize the sugar of the top of a creme brulee mixed together in there. Like, you used the, the sugar on top of the creme brulee in the sweet tea to make it a sweet tea. Damn, Jerry, you're giving me and
1: ideas. Like, and the finish I'm
3: gonna is... That. I'm going to try that. You got you got one in Texas, one in Florida. We we know her. Well. And then Kentucky, we know our sweet tea. So, I don't know about Maryland, if sweet tea is a thing up there. But oh, yeah. the, the finish is, is days, just, just for days. Sits on the tongue, back of the throat, side of the cheeks, just sits
2: around for sure i'm i'm just taking this this wow i'm a fan of barrel anyways i love what they're doing oh yeah oh yeah i feel like in in the whiskey world like especially with the way shortages are kind of happening with different places shortages get into that
0: uh (laughs) we've gone down that road many times here i was like don't open that (laughs) door (laughs) damn it (laughs) yeah uh, go for it go for it they're like i said many times one more time isn't gonna hurt anything <laughs> the uh, uh but i think
2: that blending is such a great thing and there are some amazing blenders out there and barrel crushes it i think and especially in the finish game i get uh i've been blessed enough they sent us some samples of different things and like their um their bourbon releases like 34 and 35 were incredible totally different and all. Um, well but, 34 33 34 and 35 are all completely yeah. different yeah and they're phenomenal and but they I think their finish game is just they they went in there with yeah. the right whiskey that not only fit like the flavor they were going for for the whiskey but with the finish they were going to use it with was perfect and I I I haven't had any that I don't care for I don't love the Armita I feel like it's very specific yeah. but um there isn't much i have a release that was done for a store in dallas um port worth area that was a pinot no it was a riesling finish it was a riesling finish and that was delicious like i've never had anything i've never seen anything finished in a riesling cask and it was wow
0: so i'm a fan (laughs) last
3: week we we did the uh um so what do you call it finish the uh Brazilian oak. Uh what the fuck is it called? Amberana. Um, yeah, Amberana. Was it last week we did the Amberana? Uh, they uh, with that one last week or the week before, whatever it was. Uh, with that one, I read they they spent like a year trying to figure out how how it's gonna work together. So they they take their time and yeah, actually figure it out instead of just hey this is the new trend let's put it out as quickly as possible. So, um, they do they do great things over there, there at Barrel. So? I've I got
2: a bit it. left, and I'm waiting. We're doing a review on it
0: <laughs> now. So, so Jerry was here. Was so good. Um, Jerry was here at my home last week. Last week, and I let him try. Um, a it's it's a Starlight. It's supposed to be a cigar blend, mm-hmm. and it's Amberana involved. Um, and it's I mean I had to buy the bottle. It was nostalgic just because the Tater sticker was. Jordan, right after he had won uh, yeah right after one of his many championships, and i I grew up watching the guy, you know, i I remember being I was in Mobile, Alabama during the ninety two Olympics, watching the dream team destroy everybody. It was fucking, you know, it was great. It was um arguably, well, in my mind, not even arguably, clearly the greatest athlete. That's ever existed. But uh some people will argue with me and they're wrong. Anyway, um it, it, it's a lot on that Starlight finish. It's a lot. It's a that Amberana is way too fucking much. These guys actually did it right. And and I'm a big fan of barrel. I'm not so much a fan of their prices. Um, but that doesn't mean that I'm gonna shy away from it. I've got a I can't remember what year it is. It's a New Year's bottle mm-hmm. upstairs. Um, that's one of the best bottles that I have in the house. i and and I've got a lot of bottles. Um, and Jerry can vouch for that. He's seen pretty much every bottle that I have in the house. Um, I've got a lot of things, not not a lot of barrel bottles, but a lot of just mm-hmm. bourbon and uh some rum and tequila and light whiskey and scotch, but um that that New Year's bottle is is fucking fantastic. And I've had I've had dovetail. I've had this Ambrana finish. Uh, now I've had this um, this pick here, the Armagnac. Um, and this is, holy shit, um, one of the best things that I've ever tasted in my life. Um, these guys are doing fantastic things. And mm-hmm. let, let's not forget about Stellum because same guys, more affordable, and And you know they they've got the higher end stellums now, the black the stellum blacks, the rye and the and the bourbon. and I've not had them because they're a hundred dollars a bottle. You can go they're buy fantastic. a bottle of, of 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 just standard stellum, which is a hundred plus. I can't remember what the proof is on those
3: oh, so, it's uh, they're all casturing,
0: yeah sure. they're yeah, I just I don't remember what the and it's so blue you know the the bourbon and the rye, and both are fucking incredible. And you can get them for around 50 bucks and um a, a cast strength bourbon a cast strength rye that are as good as those are for around 50 bucks Yeah, anywhere you go in the country is hands down one of the best values in whiskey today period um these guys are these guys are amazing they do great stuff i would like to see a little bit more transparency um part of that is because i'm nosy i would like to know where they're getting their 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 distillate from kentucky but they're probably under an nda so that's um, probably why they don't disclose that you know it's it's probably out of their hands i'm sure that they would throw that out there if they could um then again they don't disclose where they get it from in indiana and we can all pretty much guarantee where that's coming from so that 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 right there tells me that it may be more on them rather than the distilleries, regardless, um, fantastic products, uh, worth the money, even if you don't like the price tag. Um, and every now and again, you can catch them on it, especially we have total wine here in town, um, and another major store called liquor barn. Um, and you can catch them on sale around here for, I don't know 10 15 less than regular MSRP, right. always worth it. These guys are fantastic, and this is Jesus. Well done, well yeah. done, sir.
1: Absolutely, yeah. No, and, it,
3: it's, and it's going fantastic with this cigar.
1: I was just going to highlight on that. I mean, this cigar, which we'll get into in a minute, is for me, it's earthy, coffee, chocolate. Um, it contrasts beautifully with the sweet and fruity and yeah. lemon, especially. Um, I was fearful that the lemon was going to get muted out by the cigar a little bit um because how earthy it is but it doesn't it almost amplifies it um i, I mean this is fantastic it's it's rare that i get such a dominant lemon note in whiskeys mm-hmm. i think the catcher's rye from up in uh who's that two james up in michigan that one is a lemon bomb for me too and that's why i always go back to that bottle whenever i see it but um this one might might have that one i mean that's a ride and this is not but uh yeah, lemon is yeah, a is a it's, hard to find note, and when you find it, it's it's special.
3: Yeah, it's um, definitely weird to get that strong lemon off of a non rye. A lot of rye have that citrus notes, yeah. or whatever, whether it's lemon or lime or orange or whatever. But for whiskey or bourbon, it's it's you don't typically see it. This one is, yeah,
2: lemon cake yeah that's i was just about to say the same thing like it's almost like an italian like lemon cream cake ish now the especially it, with this yeah
3: especially with this cigar
2: yeah i man uh this this is fun i, I really i really like this pour. yeah uh, it, it, nod to barrel and like you said like i i adam uh, i have uh i've spent quite a bit of money on barrel products now just because like no. I was so hesitant because I mean, they're all 90 to a hundred and, you know, 40 bucks. One twenty, Yeah. You know, just depending on where. Yeah. Uh, And I've never had one that even in blind lineups, because my wife and I'll do, we'll do blinds and rate stuff because we want to take away that because we, you know, we spend money on whiskey and I don't want to go in there and think that I love this whiskey because it was a hundred dollars or it was eighty dollars or whatever um and it's just i I haven't had one that I was like, uh, I'm really mad that I spent ninety dollars on this from barrel
0: <laughs> no nope i've I've never been pissed off about a a a dollar that I spent on any barrel offering or or stellum offering okay. no
3: but i'll 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 say just like Chris that Armita is definitely a uh a um something you got to be looking forward to that that pear and i think it's pear and um amari finish yeah, I, with something yeah. else yep. it, it, it's different um but once you realize what it is and you start drinking it you start to uh, appreciate what it is and you start yeah. picking out the notes of the pear brandy the amari and is it a rum finish Or i can't yeah. remember what the third um, one was
2: I'm Morrow and
3: uh, uh pear brandy and it's yeah you, once once you figure that out and you start pulling those flavors out and you actually get to um, appreciate what it is, then it's, it's not as bad. It's not. I could pull out barrel any day of the week and pour it and drink it. That one, I don't have a bottle. I had a sample of it. That Mm. one is one that
2: I'd have to be in the mood for. I've, I, I kind of treat it. And this sounds crazy because of the Amaro in it. Like it is a great specifically um, like paper plane cocktail bourbon. And I think that it, it fits great in that. Um, I'm, we a long time ago, we did a reel about like make, I made a cocktail with it because I was like, I feel like it would fit really well in that, in that vein because of that finish. And it did like, it brought out the, the, the bitter, pleasant, like aperitif type notes from, from the Amaro and just like it, it was hitting, but I mean, I, in that case, it's hard to spend 80, 90 bucks on a cocktail bourbon. Like I don't, give me some, some old Forester 100 and, you know, or some early times bottled and bond or something like that. Like, and I'd, I'd rather spend 20, 30 bucks and go through it than not get to just appreciate it from that side. I, not that it's not great for it. It just is. It's hard to do that from my perspective.
3: Well, it's fun making cocktails off of like these barrels or shit. We've done Elijah Craig barrel proofs and, Yeah, like the higher end whiskeys throw them in a cocktail they shine in them but like like you said that 80 90 price tag and throwing a couple ounces into a cocktail it's just like uh yeah a little hard but they they shine in those especially if you have the right cocktail They, they they shine in them
0: i mean you get the higher proof so you you know you load all that other shit on top of it and there's you know, the the whiskey doesn't doesn't shy away from it's well. It's just like with rum. You know that OFTD that plantation OFTD. You know, it's one hundred forty seven proof. You put that shit into in or you put anything in with that OFTD, and it just augments because it it adds other flavors, and that OFTD is still going to hang around. We introduced Paul to the OFTD. Uh Jerry introduced that to me a couple years ago and we introduced that to Paul recently and he went out and grabbed a bottle. And um cr- clearly by Chris's reaction, he is aware uh of the OFTD as well. And uh I, I currently don't have a bottle and it's almost Christmas time, so I'm gonna have to go buy one because there's some damn good Christmas time yes. cocktails that you can make with that OFTD. That shit's
1: fantastic. Yep, and oh for the God. price, a liter bottle for 35 bucks or whatever yeah. it is around me. I mean, that's the perfect. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 fantastic on its own, but oh being that high proof, it just it just lends itself to cocktails. I mean, it, you you know, cocktails with ice, things mm-hmm. like that. You want that higher proof so that by that last sip, you're not just drinking water in a glass. Yeah. Um, that's you know, once these guys told me about it, yeah, I always have a bottle on hand. That's the, the perfect rum for making any cocktail. Yeah, I agree. And, and, uh, I don't know. Go ahead, Jerry. Go ahead, Chris. I was gonna say,
3: um, I don't know if you guys ever use um allspice syrup or whatever it's called, or if any of the listeners do, but that OFTD makes some fantastic uh allspice uh or allspice dram, that's what it's called. It's basically yeah. like a simple syrup with allspice and rum. And it, I made that last year and shit, all through the the winter. That's all I I made different cocktails with this stuff and it's you got what was it sixty nine percent alcohol with allspice berries and sugar and stuff like that make some fantastic winter drinks.
2: Oh, for sure. Yeah, I was. I don't know. Have you? Uh, you may know this, but have you heard what the OFTD originally originally stood for? Oh fuck, that's delicious. Fuck, that's delicious. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, Jerry actually let me know that. Yeah, uh, and it is. Yeah, they were. Oh, uh, <laughs> it's right.
3: I, I guess at the release party, one of the. I don't know if it was the owners or blenders or it was a table of all these big, big wigs and someone that was like a, I don't know if it was a, someone like a donor or something like that. They, they, they sipped it and they looked at the, the blender owner and said, Oh fuck, that's delicious. And they went with it. And then just so happens. It falls in in line with the, what was it? Old fashioned, uh, I can't uh, remember old fashioned. It's old fashioned, traditional dark. Right. Yeah, that's right. what it is, and it just so happens that that sells perfectly in line. So now people just call it, "Oh fuck, that's delicious." Rum. Oh
0: fuck, that's delicious <laughs> is the, what it should like. That's what it should say on the fucking label. Oh fuck, that's delicious, like because <laughs> it is. That would be an eye grabber, right? Your eye would go directly to that shit on 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 the shelf. Oh fuck, that's well, that's I'm gonna try that, and it is. It's really fucking good. Um, and to that note, uh, Chris gave me an idea, so. While we move on to the cigar, you know, my glass is clearly empty and we've got a minute before we get to this pours on me. So, um, poured more of it. We, we, no, I did not. I'm, I'm out of the Armagnac. I'm, it's gone. I drank it all. Uh, I did, however, pour some of this early times bottled in bond. Um, and I've got several bottles of this. I've got another bottle that's unopened next to it, um, and another one right next to that, and then four more upstairs. Um, these are all these are all pre Sazerac. I was about to say that was a brown form, and I saw the top. Yeah, yeah, all of them are pre Sazerac. Every bottle that I own is pre Sazerac. Um, and as far Stuff as I know, the rest is the same. But you know, um, th- this just blended great. differently. That's yeah. They uh, ju- it just
3: it at Florida within the last I'd say five months, six months. Yeah. Um, I'd imagine it's they when Sazerac bought it out, I'd imagine they bought some of the the barrels to go with it they until did. they yeah. could get their their yeah. um their own stuff going. So it's the yep. same stuff. It's just an, another blender's blending it up. Um so well, you know I know they I can't, gotta fuck
0: with it. You know they have to fuck with it.
3: Yeah I, I can't speak on on the two different owners and blenders or whatever. I just have what we have here and it's, it's delicious.
2: Yeah. I really like it. We just, I actually, um, I don't know if you guys ever watched it's bourbon night. I love those two. They do some great stuff. Uh, but they did a, they did their like top 64 bourbons and did them in different categories and then brought those down into what it was. I'm not surprised what one, but early times like went, all the way to the end, like, like almost final round. Uh, and then they were like, well, we were so surprised. Um, uh, and then we wanted to know like, well, let's see what it was when it was Brown Foreman, and then went over to Sazerac and see what the differences are. And, you know, it's supposed to be the same product. I mean, they're still using the same juice from what I understand it is now all in big totes and stuff like that. And it's yeah. just those blenders and they're uh, they're getting it close. Um, but after they did a blind on it, and they said the brown form, the brown form, and one for them. But like at that point, it's like almost down to semantics, which is that's great. I love that that Sazerac did that. But let's—I'm interested to see like there's a, the juice they're supposed to use is in there supposed to be in barrels now. So
0: let's What's see. If funny, it's... Uh, funny story about it: the, the first time I ever had it, uh, so I shot away from early times for a long time um, because a friend of mine. And I, uh, years ago, we had nothing to do. The, the town that I grew up in, um, it's very small. And, and when I mean small, I mean it's, it's fucking small. Um, you can walk across the entire town in half an hour from one side to the other. There's no stoplights. There's nothing. There's nothing. Um, actually, the tornadoes that came through Oklahoma, Tennessee, Kentucky, Missouri, all that a couple of years ago, um, it's funny that we're having this conversation now because uh I was drinking rums from a care package that Jerry had sent me. Um I was watching Star Wars around this time of year and the tornadoes hit 2 years ago. My hometown was one that was it was wiped off the map. 75% of the town gone. Um so anyway, back during the time we were drinking the early times of Black Label um we had a half gallon of the shit it was me and one dude and we were just it was hot we were walking around drinking it we had nothing else to do um i don't know if you know this but early times black label in the heat is real bad for you at a half gallon you know split between two people (laughs) (laughs) so i stayed away from early times for a while so another friend (laughs) another friend of mine gave me this early times and um I was, I, I didn't realize what was written on the, on the bottle. Mm-hmm. So I went looking, excuse me. I went looking for the bottle and ended up picking up Evan Williams bottle and bond, not even, not, not and, and stumbled upon my favorite bottom chauffeur still to this day, Evan Williams bottled and bond is one of the best and and I always have about I've got 3 bottles in the house right now of Evan Williams bottle and bond. Shit's fantastic for you know 13 15 for a fifth of 4 year old 100 proof Evan Williams is fantastic. But this early times it's been a minute since I've gotten into this bottle. Holy shit! This is this is really good. So, um, while while we're while we're while I'm drinking this and you guys are drinking whatever you guys still have there, let's move on to this cigar, which was a recommendation from Chris himself. Um, this is a a West Tampa Black. Is that right? It is correct. Yep. So uh, Jerry sent these to us, but I I want to hear Chris tell us about this cigar and how you stumbled onto this and why you enjoy it so much.
2: So I I obviously really enjoy it. I've smoked through most of it already. I, this is, I, okay. So I watch a lot of cigars daily on YouTube and like, look for what he's kind of smoking what's coming out. And I had walked into a local shop and I saw them and I was like, that looks interesting. Cause I look for boutique brands. I tend to trend towards those. Um, and I saw it and I was like, well, I don't know much about it. I'm going to see if I can find anything and not kidding. I got home the same day and did my normal Saturday tradition, go outside, light up a cigar, smoke it and see if there's some cool reviews on cigars and stuff like that. And he was smoking the West Tampa white, uh, label, which is a little bit lighter. It's a Habano. Uh, he called the apparently Rick Rodriguez. Calls it uh habano rose. So it's got like a rose type tint to it. Uh and I was like, he just loved it. He said it was great, had a had a pretty good score. And I was like, well, I'll pick one up. And I picked that cigar up and I was like, damn, this is really good. And then he did a review of the white, the um, the black label and the um attic series, which is gonna be his like s- limited release thing he's gonna do annually, I guess. Um and this black he just couldn't he gushed over and I was like well I keep, we, have, we tend to have similar palettes as what I see um and I picked it up and I smoked one and I went back and bought five more and I was just blown away with everything about this cigar from from the the draw was perfect the uh the ash was great the construction was amazing the burn I I didn't have to touch it up. Um, it just, it, it blew me away. And it's right up my alley of flavors. It's earthy. It's like Paul said earlier, like it's, it's got these chocolate and like espresso notes. And like, I, I have made cigars like something that I do just to enjoy whiskey is the thing that I dove really heavily into. And I tend to do that. I have a bad habit of diving way too deep into stuff and learning about them and figuring everything out. But I wanted cigars to be my thing that I do to relax And this cigar, I was like, holy shit, I'm getting all those flavor notes. It's one of those where you, you take a puff and then you look at it and you're like, holy fuck, you know, like it just, it, it hit me just in all the right ways. And I, I went in, I hang out with a group of guys on Wednesdays and I brought in a bunch to the cigar shop because they don't get, they can't get them yet. And I was like, I had been telling them about them. I walked in, I was like, Hey, I'm just here to spread the gospel of West Tampa. So I. I do that all the time, and it's blended by Rick Rodriguez, who um, blended for CAO, um, did the flathead, uh, and a few other there's theirs, um, and I just, uh, it's cool to see what he's doing with this brand, and there's another one that I haven't been able to get my hands on, so if you guys see it, it's supposed to be of the lineup, it's supposed to be the, the favorite, if you like the bolder side of things, um, uh, it's the red label, it's very similar to this, I think it's one different leaf. Uh, is or two different leaps in the blend. I think the binder's different, and one of the filler leaves is different. Uh, uh, but it's I I love this cigar. I I think it's just always consistent. I've I said uh, before we started. I I've, I've probably smoked a box and a half of these at least uh, in the last few months. It's like hmm, probably two months. and It's just it's been amazing.
0: Yeah, I get a lot of uh. I definitely get the espresso. Let me let me let me say that again. Espresso. I, I definitely <laughs> threw an X in there. I shouldn't have. Espresso um and dark chocolate, which I really appreciate. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big fan of bold flavors. So barrel-proof whiskey, rare steak, um, you know, the 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 Maduro, the the bold Maduros and things of that nature with the with the cigars. Um this was. This is a a great pick. And, uh, you know, like I said, Jerry, uh, Jerry's the one that that sent these to us. So, uh, Jerry, why don't you tell us about the cigar itself?
3: So we tried to get Chris on here, I don't know, about a month or so ago. Um, And he mentioned this cigar. So I was at one of our local cigar shops picking up a cigar for a past episode. And as I was walking through, I saw West Tampa. So I took a picture of him and i asked Chris is, is this the one and he said yeah the one with the black label which is more of like black and white yeah. um but if you look at the label you could you could see which one's black which one's white so i grabbed 3 of them for the 3 of us plus the cigar we were doing in a past episode plus i typically like to buy some random cigar just to to try and then i remembered that this place does um it's like 5 or 10% discount if you buy six cigars so I said, screw it. Let's go grab another one. I'll smoke that one later and see how it is. And it was fantastic. And I sent the guy, uh, Paul and Adam, uh, the notes I was getting on it. And they were excited for it. So they were excited when we were actually able to nail you down for this, this show. Um, but it's a Ecuadorian Habano dark wrapper, a Nicaraguan a Tempe Habano binder with Nicaraguan filler. Um, I know the three. Adam Paul and myself are smoking a Toro, which is a six by fifty-two. Um, I think that's what Chris says he smokes. Um, I think I grabbed it for like ten bucks or something like that for a stick, uh, which is a, a, for the, for what this is. It, it's a fantastic, uh, fantastic price line. Um, a lot of places say it's a a, a full-bodied cigar. For me, it's more of like a medium, medium to full. But you're getting all those full-bodied flavors. Um, I'm getting it. The chocolate for me started out as like a a, a milk chocolate, and then faded into like a, a baker's or a dark chocolate later on. Uh, that coffee, mocha, um, espresso notes. Um, at the beginning, I was getting a lot of like black pepper spice towards the back of the throat. It has transitioned to like more of a i don't want to say sweeter but less pepper more earthiness it yeah I, i'm a big fan of this one um especially for the price of 10 bucks or whatever it is uh there's some not so good cigars at the same price range that don't give you as much flavors um but this one it, it's packed full of flavors um and like chris said it was um Rick Rodriguez is the former uh, brand ambassador Blender for CAO. He did a bunch of stuff with them. And I think they started up, well, the band says 2022. Um, and I read somewhere that it was like March, I believe, of 2022 when they, they got everything out there. So a uh, fairly new brand. And I'm um, looking forward to see what they uh they put out in the future. Um, I got to go back to that shop and see. I know they had the white. I don't think they, I don't remember seeing a red label, but uh, I'll definitely be, keep my eyes out for more uh, of these West Tampa cigars.
1: Yeah, I agree. These are great for the price. Um, Like we've all said, it's that chocolate and it does change from like a, a sweeter chocolate to a darker chocolate to like a cocoa or an espresso because there's definitely a coffee note in there. It's real earthy. Um, I'm just getting into, I guess, the second, third, and I'm starting to pick up a little bit of that pepper that you're talking about, Jerry, but for me, it's more of like a vegetal pepper, almost like a bell pepper, um, like a red bell pepper, maybe. Yeah. Um, it's not overly spicy, but you still get that note. Um, yeah, no. yeah, it's got a great draw, great burn line. Um, yeah, I mean, so far this for 10 bucks. I mean, I highly recommend these. And it pairs excellent, like we said before, with the sweeter or fruity whiskeys. I there think this, is. Would actually, this would actually, I think, pair fantastic with rum because of the sweetness of the spirit. And this has a mild sweetness with that chocolate note, but for the most part, it's very earthy. And I think it would go fantastic with rum. So definitely going to pick me up yeah. a few more of these if I see them.
0: Yeah, I, I got to agree with that. Um, I could see this going well with rum. It it went really well with the Armagnac finished barrel, uh, the, the light whiskey that we had to, to start with. I mean, um, it really... Oftentimes you find with a cigar where it's going to mute the notes of the whiskey itself, this seemed to augment. Um, and we've had really good luck on this show with um, cigars that augmented the flavors of the whiskey. Um, but I, I personally I have come across you know where uh, uh, cigars that, that mute the, the flavors of, of a particular whiskey. even to the point where I had to put the cigar out, it was just too much um But this this actually not only does it work with the with the, the barrel, it, it works well with this early times bottled and bond. Um, I, I'm getting I'm getting vanilla cake straight off the off the palate with this early times bottled and bond smoking the cigar while drinking the whiskey. And um that's something I'm a big fan of. Um, there's a particular whiskey that I have behind me that on a regular Day without a cigar, I get angel food cake. You get a lot of that vanilla, that light vanilla, whatever. I'm getting some of that with this right here. And the early times bottom and bond is a damn sight. Uh, it, it, it's cheaper, is what I'm it, it's much cheaper than the one I was talking about. The uh, the the 10 year uh, rebel yell or the 10 year rebel. Um, that's where I get the angel food cake. I get that with this early times bottle and bond with the cigar, and that's a hell of a lot cheaper for thirty bucks plus the ten dollars for the cigar versus eighty dollars for that bottle of or a hundred dollars for that that rebel whatever the fuck it costs now. Um, damn good cigar, I gotta agree, especially for the price. So
3: yeah, that um still Austin that I was starting out with, it, it brings out a lot of that that caramels and the the vanilla and and coffee notes out of of what I get out of that and just amplifies it. Um, So it went well with that one too. Um, I'm about to pour the this pours on me and I'd imagine it's going to go well with that one
0: too. We're going to find out, but before we get there, we got to talk about our beer product of the week. So um, for the beer product of the week, we went with Beard Octane and They've got a six-sample set. You can pick the scents, and uh, it's what ten bucks, something like that. I don't even remember what the price is. Um, I personally went with Nitro, a uh, Grizzly Puncher, which is a fantastic name for a, a beard product. Um, or for anything you could give that give give a whiskey the name grizzly puncher because that's fucking awesome victory envy um liquid gold and america and so america is the one that i use so you get about two uses out of these little these little bastards these little bottles um america i actually still have another use in there and this is this is fantastic America is good victory is good mm-hmm. um Grizzly puncher is very woodsy um but not overly it's not it's not pine it's it's just more like uh, what you would imagine your grandpa to smell like um if your grandpa was a manly man um Envy is good but not so much really what i'm looking for liquid gold was good uh uh nitro was the one that i had the most issue with um i used this a couple days ago and i i had to use most of the bottle to really get a, a good feel for the scent the scent is coffee and blueberry and, um, while it did do what I wanted it to do, which was soften my beard, um provide protection against beard drift, um no itch, nothing like that. Um, so so the, the products that they use the, 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 the contents that they use to make these products are good. they're they're all natural ingredients. they're they're exactly what you want exactly exactly what we're preaching against earlier in the episode, um, it, it smelled like coffee. It smelled like I rubbed my face with coffee grounds. And this is the second uh, product that we've had that, uh, that smell like coffee. And and I have come to the realization that it's, um, it's, it's a me problem, not a them problem. I don't like beer oils that make my face smell like coffee. Um, some people might. So, uh, if, if that's your thing, then this, this particular product, the nitro is good, but, uh, everything in this, in this product is good as far as I'm concerned. Jerry, Paul, what are your thoughts? Yeah.
3: So I went with barbershop, well, to start out the six pack sampler that Paul or Adam was talking about 1999, but you get a bunch of those for Adam and Paul and probably uh, Chris, uh, you're probably getting two, two and a half uh, uses out of it. I got a little bit of a smaller beard, so I was able, I think I'd probably get like three, maybe four out of it. Um, so for 20 bucks, it, it, it to me, it's well worth it. I went with Barbershop. It says hints of lemon, bergamot, mint, lavender, and some old school Barbershop swag. Um, that one was my favorite out of the ones I grabbed it has like that um clean uh fresh blown style um something that I haven't seen yet from too many other beer products um and then I went with downshift which is oatmeal milk and honey which smells like bun oatmeal like before you put like the brown sugar and and blueberries or whatever fruit you want in there uh smelt amazing uh the envy is citrus bergamot vanilla and sandalwood infused with the opposition tears that one reminded me of old school like Hollister um like the high school middle school like cologne that everyone was wearing uh it was a decent scent wasn't my favorite um and then i went with the grizzly puncher as well The teak it's warm teak wood fresh oak moss and bergamot um it is very woodsy uh decent cologne scent um but yeah, it does have like a little bit, like Adam said, like a older, like grandfather smell to it, which wasn't terrible, um, but not my scent. Merica was probably my second favorite. Um, Merica and, and Barbershop were my led the way with these, and that's hints of hand crushed cedar, mighty oak, conditioned leather, and honey crisp apples, and an eagle's musk. And then um, for my sixth one think i've said them all so far Uh, my sixth one i sent it to Chris. unfortunately i wasn't thinking about the holiday for veterans day and that usps doesn't deliver so it's been sitting in tech in uh, dallas for uh a day uh but i sent him the regulator which is a fresh winter mint bright lemongrass and smooth oak moss cologne that was a good one as well um yeah um i had to lay off the um, uh, conditioner because I wanted to see if it was the actual beard that was, or the beard oil that was making it feel soft and, and amazing or the actual oil. And so I just used my standard wash and then went with the oil and it, it's some of the softest feeling beard I've ever felt out of any oil that we've used, uh, scents were amazing. Um, all right, there's nothing bad to say about these guys. Um, and if that $20 price range is kind of pushing you off, we do have a uh, affiliate code. Um, we have it on our Beacons page. It's 10% off. Uh, use BBB10, and you get 10% off that uh, 20, $19.99 uh, to save you a little bit of cash. Um, but yeah, I got, I got no issues with these guys. Uh, some of my favorite oils that I've used so far. Uh, scents are great. They stick around for a couple hours, um, even when you're working, smoking cigars or whatever. So, um, yeah, check you got to check these guys out.
1: Yeah, I agree. I like the I like the scents. I got a couple of the same ones you guys did. I went with the barbershop, which was one of my favorites. Um, it reminded me of uh, a couple episodes back. We did Warlord beard products, and I got a bar soap, a beard bar soap. Um, that was barbershop scent. And yeah, you. I remember saying you can't really put your finger on what the scent is. It's just clean. You know, it just it makes you feel like you know it's just a clean scent. So I really like that oil. I did the the cold start, which is peppermint, tea tree, and eucalyptus. So Adam would probably hate it, but I really liked it. It was refreshing. Um, with the weather getting cooler, um, I like that one a lot. Fabricator was vanilla, oak, sandalwood, and craftsmanship. Um, that reminded me of a lot of other, you know, base spirit oils. Everybody has a vanilla, you know, bourbon oak flavored one. But, uh, then I, the one I liked a lot was ginger jamboree because I'm a big fan of ginger and this was ginger, lemon, lime, and positivity. And, uh, I was positively floored by the scent. I liked it a lot. Uh, the ginger was definitely there. Um, the nitro I did like Adam did and yeah, it was coffee. It was full coffee. I really wish it had more blueberry to it. Um, because that's kind of the reason I picked that is I was hoping to get a little bit of blueberry. Um, And then I did the America also, which Jerry touched on. That was a great scent too. Overall, I mean, the scents were great. Um, They weren't overpowering. Uh, Aside from the nitro, I just wish they had a little bit more blueberry coming through. I really like all the six that I picked. Um, It's a good company. It's all handcrafted in the United States with uh, natural ingredients. Uh, They said they're vegan-friendly and cruelty-free also. The ingredients are coconut oil, argan oil, sweet almond oil jojoba oil aloe extract vitamin e and uh, customized fragrance oil blends so what you want to see in the ingredient list you know everything you can read and you understand what's going on your face Um, they have a great line of youtube videos like instructional videos and stuff like that so they have a full series of that Um, they do have free shipping on orders over 75 bucks um, they have a loyalty program that they call Beard Bucks, which rewards you for purchasing from them. You can accrue points and get a discount on future product uh, purchases. And they also have a military and a first responder discount. So that's also something um, to look out for if that if you are one of our fellow Americans that serve, um, yeah, overall, I was real pleased with the, the product, the way it made my beard feel and face um it's getting colder now so skin drying out is a problem and this i haven't had any issues i've been using this these products all week just to try the different scents um so yeah no highly recommend them they're uh check them out at beardoctane.com.
0: and again this is uh this is something that's important to us on this show uh first responders and veterans um you know that these guys offer a discount um that they, they're a great company, so there's no reason not to use that. Um but uh yeah, these, these are these are great scents. I, I won't lie. Um like I said, uh America and Victory were my two favorites. Um they uh they're they're not overpowering. Um myself, I like a more uh, I, I like a scent that is somewhat overpowering. Um, I, I wouldn't say overpowering. I guess it's not a way to put it. Um, I like a scent that sticks around. Um, there's a particular brand that we have re- we have reviewed on this show that I can put into my beard. Uh, on you know Monday and on Tuesday, it's still there. Um, even after I've been smoking a cigar in my garage bar like I am right now, and I've been drinking whiskey. And, you know, I'll dribble a little bit into my into my beard because, you know, I, my lips don't work properly all the time. And, um, you know, the more you drink, the less they work properly. So um, this is not that, but this is a great product. Um, all natural. Um, not some shit that's going to make your face break out. Not some shit that's going to make your face hurt. We talked about how your hair follicles can actually, um, you know, and get some shit in the follicles and your beard can actually be painful. And I've, I've had a beard for 20 years and I've experienced a lot of pain with my beard. Um, And that came with using, you know, a uh, standard body wash or regular soap or whatever the fuck. And it built up around the, the root of the hair and the follicles caused me pain. It was actually painful to sleep. I can't because I, I sleep on my side, so sleeping on the side of my face it was it was painful. It was hard to go to sleep. This is not a product that's going to do that to you. This is a great product. Their scents are fantastic, all natural, one hundred percent American made, cruelty free, not tested on animals. If you know if, you know it. If, if, if that's a a thing for you, uh, which it is for me, nothing that we've ever really talked about on here. Um, but I'm a big animal lover. Um, and they and they do offer a discount to our uh, esteemed veterans and first responders. Um, you know we're all thankful for you. Um, so so check them out. It's good good company. Good good products.
1: Yep. One thing real quick, I forgot to mention. They have a cool <laughs> thing on their website right now. Um, we're getting close to the holiday time. They have the twelve days of beard miss. It's um a cool little sample kit. Uh, it's forty nine ninety nine. So make sure you use our discount code to get a couple bucks off of that. But um, it's 12 samples. So it's a much bigger sample pack and it's um, they got some cool scents in there. I'm not going to go through them all, but um, check them out on their website there. The names are named after the nine reindeer and one is called Santa Claus. One is called Mrs. Claus and one is called the Grinch. So you got 12 different, you know, Christmas themed um, scents and a lot of fall flavors in there with some berries and some apples and cranberry uh, warm pipe tobacco cocoa so there's a lot of fall theme flavors in this sample kit um i'm definitely going to check that one out because uh it's a uh, you know just just for the holidays they probably won't carry on these scents um past then and then they do also have two fall seasonals that are still available um which is a uh, fallback it, which is uh Notes of warm flannel, amber leaves, and crisp apples, and fir tree, which is aromas of freshly decorated Christmas trees and holiday spirit. So those looks like you can get full bottles of. The other ones, the 12 Days of Beardness, are uh, a sample kit, but like I said, it's 12, full, uh, 12 samples, so that's something definitely to check out.
0: Yep, I'll be looking at that. I will not be using our discount code, because um, that would be wrong, but... I will definitely be looking at that sample pack because those sound amazing. So
3: this sounds sound amazing.
0: And, 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 and I looked it.
3: them up earlier.
2: Yeah, I'm re- I'm really excited to, for it to get here. Just everything you guys have talked about. I've had experiences very similar to yours, Adam, in the past of using things just not being educated in it, and just being like, "Damn, this doesn't feel good." Sense right. gone quickly, and just my face doesn't like it. I'll have issues with like feeling super itchy under here and i'm like i this is supposed to help with this stuff this isn't supposed to make it worse so like i'm i'm stoked about it i love i love that kind of stuff i yeah i'm
0: perfect perfect i'm 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 excited for you to get it i'm excited to hear what you have to say after the fact um this these are these are good products um you know like i said i ordered the sample pack i will be ordering full bottles uh down the road oh for sure for sure um yeah good stuff, good stuff. so you yeah,
2: all have talked about some sense that I'm like, well, I'm gonna sp- about to spend some money and let's do this. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, that's the thing. uh if you listen to our show very much, uh, you're probably gonna spend some money on some beard stuff at least so uh there, well, there's there's well, a I good chance that you've had most of the cigars and the whiskeys that we're gonna that we talk about on here, but maybe maybe not all the beer products that we've talked about so far. so be prepared to spend some money
2: all right.
3: That's the one nice thing about the three of us is I think we all three of us have a different scent profile for the beard yeah. oils that we like. So sure, sure, it seems like we give our uh, give our our opinions on which ones we like and we don't like. So uh, just like in the whiskey world, you'll you'll find people that you have similar palates to versus people that you cannot stand their palate. So um, if you find one of the three of us that we like, just send us a a message on Facebook, either personal ones or uh, or Instagram, on our personal ones or or on the the the, the page of the show, and yeah, we we'll, we'll talk to you, let you know if yeah, you like,
0: don't like. I yeah, love this. I mean, I you know, I I I can speak for myself. Uh, I Jerry and Paul, are uh, they're a little bit more diplomatic than I am. Um, I, I have a problem with just saying exactly what is going through my head at any given time. And I, I mean that wholeheartedly, I will, uh, I've ruined friendships in front of both of them. Um, so, uh, but my, my point is, is that if, if, you know, if you want to know exactly what I'm thinking, you know, let me know. Um, and, and to that note, to that note, Uh, let's move on to this pours on me because I'm it's staring at me and I have had enough of looking at it. Uh, so, so this pours on me this week again, like the, like the whiskey of the week was sent to us by Jerry and uh, Chris, do you have this pour on hand? Yes, he does. Perfect. So, so, um, so
3: I, I sent I, I, you guys I, these pours, but they were also recommendations from Chris.
0: Okay. Um, so, with that, um, I, I have a I have a Good Times that was finished in this same thing, and mm-hmm. I, I'm not a fan of the Good Times, um, but Jerry told me that this was a damn good a damn good pour, and Jerry and I have, for the most part, Jerry and I and Paul, all three of us, have pretty similar palates when it comes to whiskey, and even if not, uh, if they tell me something's good, uh, more often than not, I'll probably agree with them, so uh, since Chris recommended this, uh, Chris, tell us about this pour that we're about to have. So it's another another barrel. Uh, it's finished
2: in Tokai. It's a Hungarian dessert wine. Uh, so it's it's really cool. So I do recommend. Um, like you'll get you know the oils and stuff separating in this in this guy. Uh, so I recommend like swirling your glass or mixing the bottle up a little bit. Really
0: at room temperature, it separates even.
2: Yeah, it's really. It, wow. So I'm guessing there was. I'm guessing the barrel that they used had a bit of the tokai still in it. Like uh if it sits for a while, I recommend I recommend just giving it a good little shake real quick and it you can see the separation go away. It's, sh- uh it's it's a cool, it's a fun finish because there's not a lot of tokai yeah. out there. Um it it's another one of those desserty type whiskeys that I think I think it's a good one to 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 finish the the podcast on just because it's it kind of comes full circle it does comes back with those sweeter notes and stuff like that it's another light whiskey i believe um finished in yeah. to- i'm 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 stoked tokai. about it this is one of the few uh other than like the regular releases that i've gone out of my way to pick up a second bottle with because it, it was worth every penny for me so I mean, okay so can-
0: before i get into it i'm gonna have to go upstairs and get the other tokai finish that i have the good times bourbon. I'll be right back. I'll so be here. Well, well, Adam goes up there.
3: Uh, like Chris said, it's a barrel craft spirits, uh, finished in Takai barrels. This one is a, a whiskey, not the bourbon or the rye. Um, and our, our it's another spirit animal society. And, uh, amongst the whiskey, he has his review up there. You can search it if you want to find it. Uh, he has it as undisclosed blend of Indiana and in quotations MGP and Kentucky, C and K, which we could figure out what C and K is. Mm-hmm. Um it's coming in at 124.46 proof. Uh non age stated, but this one I remember everyone talking about it has a majority fourteen year Indiana light whiskey in it. Mm-hmm. Um and light whiskey, it, it's distilled over what? over the 160 proof that bourbon can be distilled at um it's barreled at a higher proof um they don't have to use new oak barrels so they could use old or old um they could use used barrels at the time um and if if you've ever had a a light whiskey it, they're they can be fantastic whiskeys um some of them are real hot because a lot of people since it is just dist- dist- uh distilled at a higher proof and barreled at a higher proof, um, they come off as a higher proof. So a lot of them that I've seen and have chased it have been right around that hazmat one forty proof or higher. Um, but I've also had like a hundred at a hundred proof and like a ninety proof light whiskey, and the flavors on that is fantastic. Um, so yeah, this is a. This one I've had for quite a while. It's been a while since I've gotten into it, so yeah, I'm still. And then, uh, um, I actually pulled up what basically what is, uh, takai wine, and it is a Hungarian, uh, dessert wine, like uh, Chris said, and it is uh, when grapes start to ripen in the vineyards of, of this region in Hungary a fungus starts to form and it it basically shrivels up the the grape and it's basically like a a mold that grows on them how they get that mold i don't know if the mold is or the 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 fungus is i would imagine it's it's edible um but they it, it shrivels up and makes this sweet dessert wine and then they do what they do with wine and barrel it and then uh Barrel Craft Spirits gets a a barrel and throws some whiskey in it, and uh, I am not mad at it whatsoever. I am a big fan of this.
1: Yeah, just getting in on the nose, it's sweet. I mean, it's like Mm. frosting, like vanilla frosting right on the nose. It's super sweet. There's some floral um, that I was picking up, too. Um, I'm sitting outside in 40-degree weather, so unfortunately, this little... chilled uh tasting that i'm doing <laughs> right now i would rather try to room temperature but um it's it's chilled so i think some of those uh, notes are might be a little muted for me on the nose but i had to jump in because it smelled so sweet on the palate it is it's a dessert board just like you said chris it's uh i get grape right off the jump i mean mm-hmm. grape like i mean grape juice there's like a cola sweetness i think i'm picking up there's but there's some like a little bit of earthy sweetness, too, like raisin, maybe something like that. Um, it finishes just super sweet. It drinks definitely drinks hotter than the the barrel we tried earlier in the show. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's proof there, but it's not in a bad way. Um, if this is, yeah, I mean, this is fantastic. And it? it's if you like sweet, sweet bourbons or whiskeys, then this is definitely one I would recommend. So, what I'm putting yeah, this um, up
0: was it, it's a pick from. A, a local liquor store here uh, called Good uh, Happy Hour. I'm sorry, Happy Hour, uh, which I took Jerry to um, this past summer. And this is a Good ti- good Old Times uh, posted to Kai Urban. And uh, it's 122 proof. And it's really fucking cool. um because I'm a Star Wars nerd, and this is Boba Fett on the tater sticker. Yes, sir. And then this is Boba Fett on the medallion, and also Boba Fett on the little figurine on the top of the bottle. And on the back, it says Star Wars, a little Star Wars medallion right there in the wax. So the bottle's beautiful.
3: Chris has to leave and clean himself up real quick. <laughs>
0: uh, I gotta go. No, I need to clean it, no. uh, he, he did. lotion. You know, I wasn't ready. His glass cutters kind of, <laughs> kind of stood up there for a second. It did look a little bit like he might also be a Star Wars nerd. Um, this bottle is fantastic. It, I don't know. The, the juice inside is not so much, at least up till now, has not been uh, my my cup of tea. So I'm going to put it up against this barrel and, and, and see how it goes. But uh, on the nose, again... Again, and it might be a barrel thing. Uh, I'm getting that savory on the on the nose. Um, not so much lemon. I'm getting more of a plum, and maybe a little little bit of strawberry. I'm gonna see how it carries through. Holy shit! So that is. Um. Jerry and I were talking about this earlier that the sweetness of the Dakai would probably carry through really well with the sweetness of the light whiskey. And uh, Jerry's the one that, that, that posited that theory. And Jerry's absolutely right. That is a, that's, that's a really good pairing. It's not a juxtaposition. Like I was going to say in the first place, that is a, that's, that's fantastic. That is really, really good. Um, I'm going to pour the rest of this sample that Jerry sent me into this glass <laughs> because I want to drink it. That's really fucking yeah, good. Uh, on like the nose, saying,
3: like go ahead, Adam. Go, go ahead. I would say on the nose, it, it's like this creamy vanilla, um, maybe a little bit of like a floral note in there somewhere. Um, there, there, There's some baking spices, just like most whiskeys are going to be. Um, but yeah, that that vanilla, um, there's a little bit of like a tartness in there that I can't get my uh, get my finger on. Um, I don't know if it's like a a raspberry tart or something like that. Um, but yeah, on on the palate, Paul killed it. Um, it's it goes from like a green grape to a cherry coke, like an off brand cherry coke. Um, and then it, it finishes with uh, with like a uh, a raisin es um, like earthy sweetness, um, bunch a little bit of caramel, and then maybe uh a, a little bit of uh, like a citrus orange, maybe. Um, but yeah, it, it's hundred percent a, a dessert. It's a dessert wine, so you, you put some whiskey in it. It hundred percent it makes it a, a dessert whiskey, uh, which is like like chris said great finish to this this episode
1: yep and this after going into this cigar um and then taking a sip right after um the note i mean it, it pairs well because like we said before this cigar pairs well with sweeter things um and this is definitely a sweet sweet pour but it does something pretty cool for me um the finish completely changes after taking a pull from the cigar to if Werther's original had an orange flavored Werther's that's what the finish is after pulling on this cigar which is awesome which I really really like
2: yeah I'm I'm man y'all, y'all nailed so many flavor notes uh the only other thing I got initially was like a buttercream frosting for the sweetness on a on a wedding cake so there's like and I think that lends itself to like y'all said the um that that uh like with light whiskey flavors like it, it it lends itself to that kind of brittle um brighter sweetness and i think that it's it's a that's a kill it's a killer pairing with i just finished the the west tampa and in that final third some of the pepper came back uh some of the deeper darker notes it never got hot for me which was great uh but against that 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 true like juxtaposition of the two was really cool it just it, it melded so well um to finish out with this these warmer deeper notes and then this almost like a bright frosting-ish uh, on the cake type flavors and it it there's something else in there that I'm still tasting I gotta go back into the palette, sorry there is like a a syrupy, not simple, but like a simple with a little bit of this might be a hot take, but like a little bit of a uh, a a greener flavor. Um, I want to say bell pepper because at the back there's a little bit of bitterness from like barrel impact. Like it's, I don't know. I'm I'm just really impressed that a that a whiskey like that that is a desserty sweeter, like meant to be that, that, that a, I would recommend this to somebody to try if they weren't super into whiskeys, they're trying to get into them over ice. I could see this still holding up for someone and it, it being like, Oh, this is, this is approachable. This is something that someone can get into whiskey. It's not the price point to get into it, but it's a way to see like, Oh, these are the kind of things that I like. These are what I get into. Um, yeah, I've, I haven't had that whiskey in gosh, probably like hey, six. It's been months. a while. It's yeah. been a while for me too.
0: Well, here's yeah. the thing about that is that, uh, especially with the high proof whiskeys, people that aren't into whiskey, mm-hmm. they tend to shy away from those things because of the proof point. Yep. They're like, oh well, that's you know, it's I don't like the taste of whiskey, and that's a really high proof. But they don't realize they don't they don't think about because. They go out and they get a Manhattan or they get a a whiskey sour, whatever the fuck, right? And they don't realize exactly how far down the proof comes Mm
2: -hmm.
0: when you start adding other liquids into it. And um, because, uh, well, a lot of people that aren't into whiskey the way that we are or, you know, some of our listeners or anybody that might view our Instagram or whatever, they don't realize how proofing actually works so they don't or even what proof actually means mm-hmm. um so that's a, a, with with proof um the higher the proof the more you add to it as far as um uh, you know mixers uh the the better the the drink is actually going to be because it's going to have more of the flavors from the whiskey itself or the the spirit period and then the the more of the the mixers the the juices and the whatever else that you put into it are going to augment the flavor of the whiskey and vice versa. So mm-hmm. something like this is that this is a a good whiskey for people to and same with the Armagnac finish. They're both something that are going to be really great in a mixer in in a cocktail for somebody to, but at the same time, folks like ourselves that are outside of that, that can drink these higher proof whiskeys that don't need, uh, uh, uh you know, don't need them to be mixed. Don't need it. Don't need it in the cocktail to be able to drink it. We can appreciate it because you know we can we 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 can get past the proof and appreciate all the flavors that the spirit itself has to offer, and that's not to say that we're above average drinkers or we're better than or anything like that. It's just it's a it's a it's a state that we have achieved through you know years of drinking this and this and this and going up and up and up and proof and whatever. Um but this is this is this is really fucking good by itself. And I have compared it to this good times and it has given me a greater appreciation for this good times to Kai this toasted Tokai finish. Um this good times is not nearly as good as a barrel though, not even close. Holy shit, this is good. <laughs>
3: so real quick. Um, as we're winding down, uh, we typically ask questions to our our guests before we start it all. We kind of just jumped right in. Yeah, how um, we
0: miss
3: that. I don't know. Which it, it don't matter.
1: Um, because we had two samples from barrel that we really wanted to drink.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and, and a fantastic and a fantastic cigar that it's accurate. I've been hyping these guys up with for over the last month.
0: All of those, um, all those things are accurate
3: but uh chris do you know when and how you got into whiskey and cigars like what what got you into them
2: yeah man so i've wow story i (laughs) i grew up in a pretty conservative home like grew up traditional uh, christianity and it was pretty unhealthy in some regards some good things that i got out of that uh but also um there was so much of the you know whiskey is the devil cigars the devil like all that shit that comes up that's inaccurate <laughs> adam gets it he knows yep <laughs> generation man uh it just it, and i got older and i realized you know what my faith was to me and what it what it really what i figured out for myself that um like no that's not true these are just things that exist that i can get into so i started with. Uh, I liked whiskey from the beginning. I thought it was good. Uh, I went on a journey with beer because I'm the type of person that I find something that I don't like, but a lot of people like. And I'm like, there has to be a reason. You have to figure this out. There's, what is this? So I got into beers and I was like, well, why do people like IPAs? And IPAs was where like my heart kind of went. And I loved it because it was challenging. It was all these like, this is bitter and awful. And I'm like, no, there's so much more behind this. Uh, And I went on that and I got into wine Uh, and I really liked wine. And uh, I watched the documentary Psalm uh, and it was about what a sommelier was in the wine world and what it took to become a master sommelier. And I was like, wow, that's wild. People can take a glass of wine, not know what it is, just know it's a red or a white wine and smell, taste it and spit it out and know what vintage this was what the producer was region all that kind of crazy shit um so i was like i want to be the type of person that can taste something and know more about it and figure it out uh and i was whiskey had always been something that i enjoyed and i got into it a little bit deeper not super deep and then when my wife and i met um a few years ago about three years ago uh